0: Hey friends, it's John Jay here with another one block talk. We are going to continue on a set of reflections about God. Um, today I want to talk about a tendency that is kind of shot through all of Christian history that uh, we work really hard to avoid here at the church where I serve and in my own personal theological work. And that tendency and the bad habit that Christians have is to turn the one God, united God, into two gods, into an old and a new God. Now conveniently or inconveniently, the way that our scriptures are laid out in the Christian Bible uh, is in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And by virtue of language, old can be a pejorative term and new can sound shiny and great. And nobody wants like an old old piece of fruit but man like a ripe new piece of fruit that sounds fantastic. And so over time, in the early church, a ton of the debates, a ton of the uh, arguments as uh, the early church was working out what we would know as orthodoxy or doctrine are about who God is or what God is and how the God revealed in the Hebrew scriptures, our Old Testament, is related to the God revealed in Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Now, The best versions of theology would say that there's not a difference in these two gods, but in fact it is a continuous picture of one god unfolding across history in relationship to humanity and creation. So uh, at different points in time, different cultures and different individuals have had varying relationships with the divine. And each of those relationships is limited, uh, but it is also illuminating for a certain uh, perspective of the divine part of the reason that I spend a lot of time personally and I invite our congregation here in Pasadena to reflect on Judaism is because they have been in conversation with God and with the tradition surrounding God for a really long time and it also serves as a check on the Christian tendency to assume that we are creating a new understanding of the divine whole cloth There was this guy named Marcion uh, in the early part of church history. And he's been labeled now uh, the fancy term heretic, which is not a term I I super love because I feel like it reduces people to a set of bad ideas rather than presents them in the complexity of all of the ideas they're wrestling with. But if you've read the Bible at any length, you know that in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Scriptures, there are versions of stories. uh, There are instances where God seems to be... Uh, instituting lots of violence, particularly even like genocide against not just soldiers, but sometimes women and children and animals. There is a a kind of violent edge to the cultures at that time, and that gets expressed in their own understanding of the divine. And this god sometimes can look like jealous or petty, uh, looks a lot like, you know, the worst versions of the Greek or Roman gods. Uh, And so Marcion says, you know what, in understanding this Jesus character, this Jesus looks nothing like that God from the Old Testament. Which means that the Old Testament God was actually like a small God. Hey, Taylor. A uh, good buddy of mine from church just drove out of our parking garage. Um, so Marcion sees this God of the Hebrew Scriptures as like a, like a mini-God or a, or a pre-God or, a, or like a demi-God. And this God is a sort of unevolved brute. And then the God that Jesus reveals is the God of love and compassion and acceptance. And Marcion sets these two images of God against each other. And in a lot of ways sets the early church over against Judaism. This is a terrible practice because Jesus actually does not say anything about the replacing of the image of God as found in the Hebrew scriptures with some new, brand new understanding of God. There is a deepening in our... Uh, understanding of God as given in Christ but there is not a whole cloth newness about it So let me just say, as I kind of wind out this block, that if you have been struggling with how to understand some of the more uh, complicated or troubling passages in the Old Testament or the Hebrew scriptures about God specifically, like divine violence and those sort of things, I would really push you to go and read some of the best authors and writers and thinkers in Judaism. Because it's not like they didn't see this. It's not like they ignored this parts of their own scriptures and, and just missed the parts about God's seeming violence. They just have a way of moving through it um, in struggle and in elegance that I think we could learn a lot from. So a couple of people to recommend to you. uh, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs has written a lot of good books. One of them is Not in God's Name, which is about religious violence in the name of the divine. He has a whole host of books and commentaries on the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, that are just really, really fantastic. The other person that would be good for you to read is uh, Abraham Joshua Heschel. Now, I love his small book called The Sabbath, but he also has a great book called um, God in Search of Man. And it's a really fantastic book on what would be considered like a theology of Judaism. And it's kind of like chalk through it's just solid gold. And then another person you could read is Martin Buber. So Buber... Uh, was a translator, is also a theologian and a thinker. His big book is I and Thou. Uh, That's sort of one of the most important books uh, that I've read in a long time. And in that book he's talking about how the whole entire universe creation itself at its best is in an i-thou relationship and in its brokenness is in an i-it relationship uh, where we see people as objects rather than as subjects to which we are in relationship with this really influences his own understanding of the divine um, also another person you could read uh is aviva zornberg she's writing about judaism and theology but in her books her commentaries on scripture she pulls together like three streams that i think are just really brilliant kind of interconnected streams which is rabbinical theology uh the commentary upon torah uh and then also pulls in psychoanalysis so some of the really like fascinating parts of uh cognitive therapy and then also literary criticism so has a really good eye for the way that humanity has tried to work out like deep existential problems in uh literature and fiction and she pulls those three streams together to illuminate new possibilities of the divine it's brilliant okay so that is my case for why christians should understand as best as possible uh the Judaism at like its most illuminating and luminous great that is the end of a block talk uh and so it's good to talk with you for a second friends grace and peace talk soon bye